For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Monica Ramirez Andriata, an assistant professor in soil, water, and environmental sciences. Welcome, Monica. You've been working on setting up a citizen science project called Project Harvest. Could you explain a little bit about what that is? Project Harvest is a co-created citizen science project, and it's designed to answer the community research question, what is the quality of my harvested rainwater? Previously in some of my work and my colleagues in my department have received the question, hey, like, how good is this water? How can I use it? And we really don't have a robust data set on the quality or what could be in harvested rainwater. And so the project stemmed from community inquiry and uh, research interests. What is harvested rainwater and what are people using it for? Typically, it's collecting water that runs off roofs into some type of gutter and cistern. Other ways are just to collect the water that runs off the roof into any type of container and to reuse it. People are using this water to irrigate their crops, to irrigate ornamentals and trees. But they also use it for other things like filling a swimming pool. Um, Some people have extensive uh, modifications to our extensive filtration systems to be able to drink it. And others might use it for their livestock and poultry. What kinds of things are you checking for? We have three major uh, suites of contaminants that we're looking for. Metals organic compounds, and microorganisms. We selected communities that neighbor either active or legacy mining sites. And so this would be the hypothesis is that the mining communities might have higher levels of arsenic and heavy metals in the cistern due to atmospheric deposition of those particles on the roof and then it would gather and accumulate in the cistern and be in the water. Do you have enough data to say whether you're seeing that trend yet? I'm very happy to report that we just finished our first full year of sampling, which means we have about 160 participants times three, including fill blanks. So we have a lot of samples. I have not, as I like to say, like sat in the dark with the data, right? This like awesome intimate experience you have when you just look at the data. And the students are working very hard to test to see what if the hypothesis are supported or rejected by the data set. But what we have been doing is actually planning for our, our data sharing events. So philosophically with Project Harvest, it's about the participant in the community. And so we have the first year's worth of data and we're planning these large scale data sharing events in each of the communities in English and Spanish to give all the data back. And so we have, we've been spending a lot of time on data visualizations as well as how to design these data sharing experiences. One that is more traditional with, with figures and another one where we test out a more art experiential based report back, which is um, we have a master's of fine arts student working on that. Did you find that there were ways that you could mitigate the problems that people were having based on where they were or anything like that? So what was interesting with Dewey Humble in that data set is that right off the bat, it was a, if you think about exposure science and doing exposure assessments, you look at the different routes. And so in this case, I looked at ingestion, mainly from incidental soil ingestion, ingestion of the food products, and ingestion of water. Because the majority of the sam- irrigation water samples I received were also their drink, what they drank. And so the first thing to do was to outline um, basically the exposure routes. Like what could you do to reduce 
your arsenic exposure right off the bat. And so in this data, data set, it was their water, followed by incidental soil ingestion, then the plants. One thing when reporting the data back is the majority were on private wells, and there were a handful that were on the public water system. The majority of the people who submitted samples had levels of arsenic in their drinking water that exceeded the drinking water standard, standard for arsenic. And so they were private wells, so that was very much like they had to come up with a solution and do some type of treatment or like treat the water. But the handful of people that were on the municipal water supply when in the meeting, right, so we're in a town library and all the people who were on the municipal water supply came together and they were like, we need to do something about this. They had their data. They shared it with their neighbors. They notified the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality. I also sent my data to EPA and the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality. And eventually that water utility got issued a notice of violation for exceeding the drinking water standard for arsenic and I think that was a nice community action out of this project. Thank you for coming in Monica. This is Tim Swindle and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.